Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. It's man-to-man coverage. This is the PFT PM Podcast. And now, your host, Mike Florio. It's the January 31 edition of the PFT PM Podcast. And this one is... An interview-only edition of PFTPM. A lot happening here at Radio Row Mall of America. Plenty of interviews recorded earlier today. You're going to hear them first here on PFTPM. You may or may not hear all of them or part of them coming up on PFT Live on Thursday. For now, though, let's get right to it. And we're going to start with a guy who was an MVP candidate, a surefire NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, before he tore an ACL in practice in November. Listen closely to what Deshaun Watson has to say as to when he actually injured the knee. That and more coming up right now from Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Welcome back. It's Pro Football Talk at the Mall of America, site of Radio Row, the media center in advance of Super Bowl 52. Joining us now, a guy we spoke to last year. Didn't know where he was going to be drafted. Didn't know how he was going to do as a rookie. It was a great, great story. Unfortunately, ended in injury. But Deshaun Watson back with us. Welcome back, Deshaun. How's everything? Thank you. Uh... Deshaun Watson. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, Deshaun. I want... You are the man. <laughs> I only said about Aaron Rodgers. So. Listen, that's big to yes. get that awful song from him he only does that with Aaron Rodgers Appreciate so now it. it's been expanded to Deshaun Watson Appreciate it. when uh, what a great year you had and when when did it click for you when did you realize I can do this um you know I really started in training camp being able to you know go on with the first team uh whenever OB was like hey go in during practice and kind of be able to produce and 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 make something happen in practice and then once I got to the regular season games uh it really started clicking the, the New England game uh, we went up to New England and, and went toe to toe with you know the team that's getting ready to play in the Super Bowl right uh, on the road and it was just a, a great time, great environment. So we just try to you know try to get better each and every week and it was so much more that I, I can really improve on. It will improve on, but uh, it was a good start. Why do you think you weren't the guy from the moment you showed up off season, training camp, preseason? Because you'd have been so much better prepared right out of the gates. Why do you think it was Tom Savage and not Deshaun Watson? Uh, you know, Tom's been there for four years, and uh, you know, I respect the whole uh, situation um, of you know starting Tom. It was his team at the time, and um, you know, it was his opportunity for him to show what he has. And uh, you know, at the at the moment, you know, to be honest, I. I truly wasn't uh, prepared to, to take that next step right out the gate. And uh, OB knew it, uh, Rick Smith knew it, and you know I've, I agree with the whole situation. Uh, kind of made sure that whenever the time comes that I was going to be prepared, but at the, at the start of the season it was Tom Savage's job, and um, I was just making sure that you know I was that, that guy that can support him and uh, really encourage him. What was it that like went off in your head? Because you come out of the draft, right? And people, of course, you're the man, and, and you're going to be one of the top quarterbacks drafted. But like when I evaluated it, I was like, I don't always see the 100-mile-per-hour fastball into tight windows Correct. at Clemson. Was there a moment in training camp or when you got to the NFL, did you see somebody else throwing the football? You go, okay, like, you know, open in the NFL is different than college. And did it make you approach things differently or just throw the ball differently? Uh, I mean, just the, just the speed of the game was just it different. Just came uh, to it you. just came to It just kind of came natural. You know, right. in college it was, you know, 
more, I had some good receivers around me, so majority of the time it was they were pretty much open, so I didn't really have to throw a fastball. Right. And uh, you know, as uh, as my career kind of progressed and during my draft process, you know, talking with you know Jordan Palmer, a lot of the balls that you throw are not always you know 100 mile yeah, per hour right, fastballs. Right. It's a lot. Most majority of the balls are touch balls. Sure. So you have to you know really put some touch on it. Uh, and then I feel like that receivers like that touch ball. Yeah. You know, they don't really like it too much. You know, hard ball. So um, that was just majority of my balls. Yeah. How did you react to being told by Richard Sherman after that game against the Seahawks that you played better against them than any quarterback that that defense had seen? Uh, you know, when I first saw it and, and, and heard it, uh, I thought it was somebody just kind of just saying it. Saying I, I really didn't think it was Richard Sherman until, um, you know, someone sent me, you know, the link. And my agent sent me the link. And uh, it just kind of really gave me a lot of confidence that I can really produce and play at this level, especially being at a young age. And, um, you know, he's one of the best corners going to go to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, hearing it from him is, is just special. Did, did you expect to have, like, this – I know you're a confident guy, but did you expect to just – I mean, I'm saying my Aaron Rodgers hint right. about you. I mean, did you expect to just come in and take over the league and be one of the five best quarterbacks in the game, you know, four, four games into your career? I did. I mean, that's just the confidence I have. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to say it in a cocky way, but I just I expect, I expect greatness out of myself. Good. And, um, you know, as far as other people having expectations on me, they can have that. You know, I don't really live up their expectation. I have my own. And um, if I don't, you know, do those things that lead me to those expectations, then I'm disappointed in myself, and I feel like I didn't achieve what I need to achieve. Yeah. Your college coach made that comparison the last Michael year to Jordan, Michael Jordan. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because like, I mean, he said, just to be fair to Dabo Swinney, right. that passing on Deshaun Watson will be the equivalent of passing on Michael Jordan. And I thought of that later because, Deshaun, you exceeded the wildest expectations anyone could have had the same way Jordan did. We all expected right. Jordan to be good, but it's like, oh, my God, Jordan's great. How do you explain in hindsight that you're so much better relative to the NFL competition than you even were at the college level? Um, I just feel like the, the talent level. I mean... You know, no disrespect for at the college level, but not every week is, you know, playing against the best athletes on the field. Right. You know, our team sometimes way you better. You knew you were going to win team. before right. you walked on the field. Exactly. Right. But right. no matter who you're playing against in the, at the NFL level, there that's the best competition that you're going to face in the world. So you have to perform at a high level at every play, because if not, then you will get exposed. So uh, being able to have that, it really brings the the greatness and competition uh, out of that person. The, the ACL injury. And when my son got the alert on his phone and he told me, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. Oh, he was we like, all, I, we were all in. He was ruined on the show. I, I for was, all it was bad. All he could talk. But, he was and, like, and I don't even want to watch an injury that happened to me. <laughs> it had to affect But yeah. I, I, I talked to one of your teammates about it that it didn't even seem like a big deal. Did you know at the time that, that you had torn your ACL? Did you sense it? I did not, actually. Uh, you know, I was just a regular move and I made a cut and I just kind of, my knee buckled. I thought my feet. Or my foot got stuck in the grass and I just fell. And I hopped up, jogged up the field, and then the trainer we took me inside and got a uh, MRI and it came back that I had torn ACL, and it just didn't really click because I, I tore my left one before and I when I tore that one I knew right you when knew I did it, it. Right. But with my right one I didn't know at all. So I kind of went back and watched the Seattle game again, and I seen a hit that kind of I got rolled up on, uh -huh. and I kind of had a feeling that was probably you think the, loosened it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it did. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I always thought that. Like, if there was a hit that maybe happened that could right. have, like, you know, tore it just a just little bit. Just a little bit. bit and loosen it up, and then and that's you just kind of. You've been through it before, though. How much does having gone through the rehab process with your other leg, how, how has that helped you go through it again with this leg? Uh, it's very helpful. It kind of uh, 
simples everything out. You know, with my first one, I was just all over the place. I didn't know the uh, the, the recovery time, what I have to do, what I need to eat, uh, the vitamins I need to take. But uh, with this one, I know exactly what I need to do and how long it's going to take and, and the process. Where are you at right now with it? Are you jogging uh, yet or doing anything like that? Not yet. Right. Uh, you know, we're taking a slow process because I'm kind of ahead of schedule. So yep. I'm three months out, um, on track, and then every day just trying to get better. Your favorite quarterback to watch? Favorite quarterback to watch? Um, of course, Tom Brady. Uh, but that's kind of That's everyone's. But right. I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Deshaun hey, uh, Watson's awesome <laughs> like you. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come up with a Deshaun Watson song because I'm looking forward to you coming back and playing this year. Thank I you. think that, that you're going to have even higher expectations. You seem to embrace that moment. I think it's going to push your game even higher yes, once you're good to go. For now, you're good to go with Old Spice. Tell us what you have going on. I am. I'm excited actually to be back and teaming up with Old Spice and uh, you know, really celebrating the, the new captain uh, from the Reds collection and uh, just really getting that premium scent uh, that you can get from the Old Spice and not having the... Oh, yeah, smell premium. That, uh, you were smelling it's Stephon premium. Diggs yesterday, now yes. you smelled the Sean right. Yes, that's exactly. exactly. So you don't have to get the, the fancy, the, the fancy uh, pricey bottles um, anywhere else. Cool. That's cool, man. Well, hey, we appreciate your time. Happy that uh, Bill O'Brien is back. Oh, yeah, awesome. Five years under contract. Yes, sir. It's great to have him back and uh, continue our relationship and, and build the uh, legacy from here. He show you a lot of old tapes of like, do you watch New England stuff to learn the offense? Do you watch Brady? Does he bring that up, or it is? Yeah, we bring it up time to time. Yeah, and uh, I mean Brady's the standard, so yeah. uh, you know I'm not opposed to watching that. Uh, you know, I, I love you. watching Brady and hearing the stories and, and seeing how he you know got to where he is now. Right. Well, you would have been the offensive rookie of the year, but for the injury, you may have been the MVP, but for the injury, I'm already saying it. 2018. Early MVP. favorite MVP. All appreciate right. it. We're Deshaun in your corner, yes, for sir. sure. All right, buddy, we yes. appreciate it. We hope to talk to you again me. soon. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Deshaun Watson. And now moving from the guy who would have been, could have been, maybe should have been the offensive rookie of the year to the guy who I believe will win the award, Saints running back Alvin Kamara back in Minnesota only a few weeks after the Saints were knocked out of the postseason by the Vikings via the Minneapolis Miracle. Welcome back. It's Pro Football Talk. Live at Super Bowl 52, Mall of America joining us now guy whose season ended. He, I shouldn't bring that up right out of the gates. He's back in <laughs> Minneapolis. He's Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back. Ha, they, they had to have, have really convinced you to come back to Minneapolis this yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. Like, Give me a few weeks to get over this before I come uh, back it's here. It's all good. They, gave, they, they just paid me off to come back. <laughs> yes, well, and also you come back to retrieve the Vizio Total Value Performer Award for 2017. Congratulations yep. on that. You Thank had you. some stiff competition, including some guys who got paid along the way like Devontae uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah. So Devontae Adams, Jordan Howard, uh, Jared McKinnon and uh, Alex Collins just went up against all those guys. You know, great players, but I was able to pull it out. Fan vote, so got that. I think you have another piece of hardware coming up on Saturday night. Are you going to the NFL Honors? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll yeah. be there. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think it's in the bag. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, my here. website, profootballtalk.com, we, we already awarded you the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. We don't have any trophies, though. It's just it, satisfaction. Yeah. Where the trophy at? Let me get a no trophy. No trophy. <laughs> no trophy. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, but satisfaction, right? That, yeah, that for lasts sure. forever. So, for sure. uh, how do you feel after playing? the full season and then a couple of postseason games on top of it. I feel pretty good. You know, I mean, it's definitely the truth when they tell you, you know, the NFL season is long and it's a grind, you know, and even coming from college and through the combine and, and pro day and all that, you don't get a break. So, you know, you got to take care of your body and, and, and be on top of that. But, you know, I, I feel like I did a pretty good job. Did you come into the league with a chip on your shoulder because you lasted until round three? Nah, not really. I didn't, you know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't really – 
I wasn't really worried about what round I went, you know. I mean, there was a lot of talk about, you know, maybe first round, second round. But I was just like, wherever I go, you know, I did, I did all the work. I controlled what I can control. So whatever, whatever round I go, whatever team I go to, I'm going to give them 100%. How do you and Mark Ingram balance the fact that you are competing for touches, although yeah. it's been a nice mix. Both guys had 1,500 yards from scrimmage this year, but do you guys have a, a good relationship? Or is there any tension there? Like, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit better than you. I think I should get the ball more than you get. Oh, no, we, we definitely have a great relationship. You know, I mean, it's a lot of things that I do, you know, as far as catching the ball and splitting out in, in the receiver position that he's like, man, I want to do that too, you know. And it, it's, there's, no, there's no pressure, no animosity, no friction between us two. We just want to see each other do well. How do you feel when you go into you go into motion and based on the defensive alignment, they can't put a corner on you? I'm, I'm thinking specifically the division round game when I saw Eric Kendricks yeah. covering you in the slot when it's 20 to 14, and it's like oh, I knew I knew before the snap. I know what's going to happen yeah. here. Alvin Kamara touchdown. When you see a linebacker move out to cover you in the slot, do you have that feeling like here we go? Oh yeah, I feel like I don't feel like a linebacker can cover me. And you know, I mean that's good. Kudos to, to Drew and, and Coach Payton and, and, you know, Pete Carmack. I mean, those guys do a great job of uh, finding mismatches for me and, and getting me the ball in, in great position to be able to make plays. So, you know, it's, it's just those situations I'm licking my chops. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You could have been a first-rounder with a team that wouldn't have used you the right yeah. way, and, and you don't get a chance to show your skills. So I think it worked out well. You end up with a team that appreciates the talent that you have, knows how to use it, put you in the best position to have the great year that you did. Oh, yeah, I definitely. That's why I was, I was never worried. You know, I, I think you always end up where you're supposed to be. So I feel like I ended up in the, in the right spot. So it, it all worked out. What's your objective for the offseason? Everybody's always trying to get better. How yeah. are you trying to make your game better for next year? Just, just footwork and hands. You know, I feel like, you know, I did a lot as far as being a receiver. So, I mean, I feel like, I, you know, I'm going to kind of hone in on some more, some more craft and uh, in, in sense of receiver position. Um, what will you do, though, like as it relates to hands? Just jugs machine, catching passes? Is yeah. there a specific drill that you do where you yeah, like, tie a hand behind your back or something like that? <laughs> a lot of drills. Just, you know, awkward, awkward body uh, drills, you know, ball, just local, ball location drills. Um, a lot of things. Just, you know, coordinating the hands and eyes more to be able which, to make Which those. hand is better for you? What's uh, your dominant hand? I think I think my left hand is better. Really? Yeah. Are you left-handed? I'm right-handed. But you catch better with your left. I think so. Do you try yeah. to catch one-handed if you can? Try to make it look harder than it is? Nah, I'm trying to I'm trying to secure it. Yeah. <laughs> Two hands. You get yelled at if you try to go one-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. We don't try to be flashy. We gotta be efficient. Are the gloves as good as they seem to be? Like every time I see one of those, like you could pick up anything with those gloves in oh, yeah. game in game setting. When it hits your glove, does it stick to it like Velcro? Yeah, it, it, it does stick. But you know, it's you gotta have hands too. You know, yeah. you can't just. Hold your hand out and let the ball stick. You gotta, you gotta know how to catch the ball. How, how hard is it to go back to zero and zero after what a great season you guys had? Because now next year, you know, the Saints for the past few years have been as eh, seven and nine. Nobody's really gunning for them. I think this year you guys are gonna have a little more of a target going yeah. into the season. Think about like all oh, the Saints. We we were to take them more seriously. We were to come at them harder. Are you guys prepared for what it's gonna be to be a team that that made it to the playoffs and is viewed as one of the better teams in the NFL? I think we all know. You know, I think we all know what we're what what we've created for ourselves. Is as far as just being being back, you know, being back in in contention, so um, I think we we, we just gonna come back stronger than we than we did this year. We 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 prepared well this year and and had great success. But next year, of course, it's gonna be harder. You know, teams are gonna be coming for us. So I think we'll be ready. Well, and Alvin, what's amazing, and a lot of people don't realize this: so many injuries this year yeah. for the Saints and. 
everybody who plugged in, especially defensively, plug a guy in and everything's fine. Another yeah. guy gets injured, plug him in, everything's fine. It's a testament to how much depth is on the team. You throw another good draft on top of it, like the one that brought you and others to town, sky's the limit for the Saints. Yeah, I think I think the sky's definitely the limit. You know, uh, a lot of injured a lot of injured guys hoping to get them back healthy. You know, guys like Andres Pete, uh, Alex Ogafor, you know, um, Alex Anzalone, you know, a lot of a lot of key guys got injured this year, you know, and a lot of people don't really think about that. Yep. But, you know, um, just hopefully being able to get them back and healthy back to 100% and then adding a, another great draft class on top of that, I think we'll be ready. How much does the way it ended give you and the team motivation for next year to take it to the next level and all the way to the Super Bowl? I think that's some, you know, especially the way we that we ended, especially the way that we lost that game, I think. It leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. You know, I'll be lying if I say it didn't. So, you know, just being able to, to come back next year and, and get back on the field and, and, you know, I guess not really prove ourselves, but get another opportunity to do what we want to do as a team. I, I think we are, we, we're waiting. You know, Let we're me waiting. just ask you one question about the end of that game because I've talked to Vikings players, so I've gotten their perspective. Yeah. Where were you and, and when did it sink in what had just happened and that a win had instantly turned into an end of the season? Man, I'm on the sideline. You know, I'm taking my gloves off, like, you know, like about to check the weather in Philly, you know, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. But, uh, you know, when that happened, it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, man, like, this is football. Like, you know, it's, you got to keep playing until zero, all the zeros hit. So, you know, just seeing that in. And just having to walk out that field knowing that our season was over, it was hard, but, you know, it's football. And next year what's great is the attraction of going to Atlanta, yeah. playing in the Falcons Stadium, and you're from Atlanta, yeah, right? Yeah, from Atlanta. Oh, even yeah. Another reason exactly. to get More to the motivation. Super Bowl next year. So hopefully next year we won't see you here because you'll be in at the press conferences and all the other things yeah. where the team is. So uh, congratulations on a great rookie season. Congratulations on the TVP Total Value Performer Award and advanced congratulations on the NFL's Offensive Rookie of the Year Award because it's coming <laughs> on Saturday night. It's coming. I, I have inside information. I don't, but it's still coming. <laughs> sure. All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you. Thanks again to Alvin Kamara. And now we're going to stay in the NFC South. Linebacker Luke Keekley of the Carolina Panthers, who were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. We had a chance earlier today, Chris Sims and I, to sit down and chat with the great Panthers linebacker about the past and future of the Carolina Panthers. Welcome back to Pro Football Talk. We are live at Super Bowl 52 Radio Row, Bloomington, Minnesota, not that far from the site of the big game coming up on Sunday. A guy who knows a thing or two about playing in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It was the Carolina Panthers. He is star linebacker Luke Keekley joining us here on PFT Live. How are you, pal? Good. How are you? Biggest memory for you from Super Bowl 50? I just think the whole experience, you know, you, you, you watch it as a kid and you grow up thinking one day maybe I'm going to be in that game and we had a great opportunity to go out there. It was, it was an experience that, you know, even going to the Super Bowl, it, it doesn't replicate it unless you're playing. Just the energy surrounding the game. The thing I think I remember most is, is the kickoff and all the lights flashing, right. all, the, all the flashes. And that to me, you see it on TV, but when you see it in person, you know you're there. Yeah, right. It's pretty cool. The halftime. We don't talk about that enough. 25 minutes instead yeah. of 12 minutes. As a practical matter, how do you deal with that when you're used to a much shorter halftime and you still know you have 30 minutes of football to play? We, we had talked about it, you know, going into the game of this is going to be our approach. And we kind of we treated it as if right the, the moment right before you go out to the game. So they came in, we made some adjustments, and then that, that last, like, 15-minute, 10, 15-minute window you're not used to, we treated it as if... Um, we're going out to the beginning of a game. So we treated it and tried to make it feel like, all right, this is just the start of a second game versus 
you know, sitting around not knowing what you're doing and having no structure. Right. Did you like do a, did you do a little warm up like in the, in the locker um, room, in the tunnel just to get going again? Not, not really. I don't think it was, it was long enough for that, but I think we had a good, a good approach though. We're going to treat it like we're going out to the start of a game and, and I think, I think it worked for us. Unfortunately, we weren't able to, to get it done. Yeah. Did anyone try to sneak out and watch the musical act? I can't even remember who it was two years that ago. That was like the Beyonce, you know, what's his, uh, used to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, you know, you guys are. I don't know who Coldplay. you're talking about. Coldplay. Thank you. Coldplay. Here we go. Yeah. Ever heard Coldplay. Of them? yeah no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, you're awesome. You're the man. You're one of the best linebackers in football, if not the best. You know, but you've had to deal with the the concussion issue, yeah. right? Tell us about the thing you wore yeah. on your neck this year. I found that kind of fascinating. Yeah. So it, the the idea behind it is is great. Our high school. Um, did a study on it. That's how I was kind of made aware of it. Huh. And all the research is done, a majority of the research is done at Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, where I'm from. And right. the idea behind it is you have veins that run into your into your head and out of your head. In, you know, out, in is through here, out is through here. And it's supposed to squeeze and put pressure and keep more blood up in those veins and around the brain and act as kind of shock absorber. A little more cushion. Yeah, so the idea is like, that's your brain normally with a little more in there. It kind of takes up some more space and the idea is to kind of lessen those blows, and they have really good research based on it that has proved that a little bit. Is it a woodpecker that I've yeah. heard, right? That it's like they do something with their... You go, so, you tell yeah, me. The, yeah. They got the ideas from woodpeckers. Obviously, the woodpecker's always... Bashing his head bashing into the into wood. Bashing trees, and, <laughs> and the tongue of the woodpecker, every time it hits it, its tongue extends and tries to get whatever's in the tree, and the tongue is attached, and it wraps around their neck. Wow. It, I don't know how it's built or right. whatever. It, it, it works for them, but it wraps around their neck, and it as the tongue uh, extends, it squeezes. So I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Right. Um, you went to Boston you know, College. Yeah. You're pretty smart, so you I probably got to read up on out. as much as I can. So hopefully <laughs> I, I got it right. As a practical matter, though, I mean, you've been in the NFL now since 2012. You play a position mm-hmm. that necessarily entails blows to the head, concussions, and sub-concussive hits. How much do you worry about that at age 26, knowing you've got a lot of yeah. years left to live? Do you worry about where this may be heading, given the, the yeah. head injuries you've had? Well, I think it's something you, you think about. Um, you know, but... I, I, I try to think of it as is what can I do now to, to help prevent it or to lessen it and you know that that collar should help and also the 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 hits I've taken that that have led to, to the, the blows have been stuff that I've I should have been I should have fixed you know when we play Jacksonville I hit I hit the running back I had my head down yeah and obviously no one teaches you to do that so you know that's kind of on me so if I do what I'm supposed to do, keep my head where I'm supposed to be, then I'm, I'll be all right. I, I was going to say that. I, I really thought a lot of times watching you this year, mm-hmm. you made a very conscious effort to almost hit with your face instead yeah. of, and I mean, are you really thinking about that as the play's going on? Like, I just try to think of that in general because, you know, I've found that, you know, I'm not a huge, I'm not a thumper. Right. That's not my, how I, how I play. Right. And I think for me, if, if I can see where he's going if I got my head down these guys will make it miss every time but if I can see where he's going and if I can make good contact and stay in front of him and and grab on then hopefully either I can drive or I can just drag him to the ground help a buddy hope Thomas will come help me out come in there give us a scouting report on the two offenses that are going to be playing on Sunday because you guys saw both of them this year your thoughts on on which it's hard not to say the Patriots have the edge and you didn't see Nick Foles but but just between the two, which one do you think may have that edge? Well, I think you know it's 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 real cliche, but it's hard to root against you know Brady and that offense and what those guys do. And I think everybody fits so perfectly in that puzzle with Amendola and those backs and Gronk and um, you know we played against Brandon Cooks in New Orleans. And then I think 
what makes Philly good is is their their scheme is reliable. Right. Run the ball with those backs, get the right. ball in space. They got a really good tight end. Nelson Aguilar is good in space, and then obviously Alshon. And I don't think Nick Foles gets enough credit for what what he does and what he brings. And it wasn't too long ago that I think he was twenty eight and two, you know, touchdowns and picks. And he's proven that he can make big plays. He played great against you know the Vikes last week against a really strong defense. So. It's going to be interesting. I think it's different styles, but, um, you know, Phillies run the ball, play action, play well on defense, and in New England's play good on defense and then let Brady do his thing. You, you went to Boston College, so, of course, you heard about the Pats all yeah. the time. But, I mean, getting on the field with Brady, you're, you're a quarterback of the mm-hmm. defense. I mean, I see you pointing everybody and telling people which way to go. What was it like on the field with Brady just having yeah. to kind of match wits with him a little bit? Well, I think what the thing that's impressive about him is – is his control and his um, just composure at the line of scrimmage. I remember right. they they were in one formation and and they were like on the I think twelve or fifteen yard line and um, they were going to run a run play. It was like I don't just a, a gap scheme. Sam, I don't know what you guys call sure, it. Just right. right up right up the middle, doubles up to the backers. Yeah. And, okay. And he he understood where rotation was. He brought Chris Hogan in, blocked the safety, they scored a touchdown. I mean. That's that's stuff that he does all the time. Yeah. But the ability for him, he just comes up, he just looks at the defense, just goes like this, real casual, brings him in, gets the block he wants right. to score a touchdown. Ho-hum. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah just, right. it's impressive, and it's you respect it a lot. Yeah. One, it's the value of experience, and one of the things I think is being overlooked a lot this week, Luke, the experience the yeah. Patriots have. Imagine what you went through two years ago in Santa Clara, mm-hmm. everything that led up to it, and doing it eight times. Yeah. By, by eight times, you've kind of got it all figured yeah. out. And when you're dealing with a bunch of guys who are doing it their first time, yeah. that's a huge advantage, isn't it? Well, it's just, you know, it's it's a whole different situation than you're ever used to. The, the closest thing you can you can compare to it is a bowl game in college. Right. But obviously, it's it's not apples to apples. And, you know, we were there. We were so excited. I'm sure Philly's excited. I'm sure the Patriots are excited. But like you said, it's it's kind of a formality to them. Yeah. You know, they're just used to it. This is what we got to do. That we're going to do this, and we're going to put up with this. And you know, it's experience plays a big role in it. And um, so the Patriots have that. But you know, Philly's well coached. You got good coaches, and I'm sure they'll be good to go. Do you, uh, your your mate, your linebacker mate? Yeah. I mean, you guys have been the, the one of the best yeah. duos in football, if not the best. The guy took my spleen out. I hope you know that. Uh-oh. Remind him of that when you see him. Okay. <laughs> he didn't mean to. Yeah, he didn't mean, <laughs> he to. Didn't mean to. He didn't. I mean heard to. he did. Actually, <laughs> well, he, he saw me. No. And he said, "They only knock him out." But regardless, um, he's talking about retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of put that into perspective because he's still really good. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Thomas is has done a lot for the Carolina Panthers, done a lot for the community around that area in in the Carolinas, in Georgia, where he's from. He's a great person. He's a great representation of our team. Uh, I'm going to miss having him out there, so yeah. i gotta got to make this last this last year count. But he, I can't say enough good things about him from what he he's meant to me, what he's done for me, what he's helped me with since I've got in. Um, him coming off all those knees and then me coming in as a young guy. And right. We were kind of full at the linebacker position. And the day I got there, he said, here, I'm Thomas Davis. Here's my phone number. Anything you need, let me know. And there were no hard feelings about, you know, there's this young guy we drafted. He's taking my round. spot. Take, yeah. He right. didn't care about any right. of that. He just wanted the... He just wanted the help, and that's who Thomas is, and that's why we appreciate it. Yeah. Strange offseason for the Carolina yeah. Panthers. The guy who founded the team, 1995, mm-hmm. Jerry Richardson, he's put the team up for sale. How how odd does that become for you, knowing that this is going to hover over indefinitely yeah. until there's a new owner? Yeah, I think, you know, guys, 
you know, guys are trying to figure out what's going to go on, but you know, it's it's one of those situations where it's it's out of our control. So there's only so much you can worry about it because I I can't do anything about who's going to buy the team, and no one on the team really can. But we're gonna have we're gonna miss having Mr. Richardson around. He was was good to a lot of guys in that team. He was good to a lot of people in the Carolinas and um, and Wofford down where we have training camp. He's done a lot for that that campus and that school and. Um, Mrs. Richardson's great too, and we're gonna miss having him around. And um, you know, we'll see what happens. How much does it help knowing that Coach Rivera got an extension, yeah, so he's gonna yeah. be there through this through this time of change? Well, I think I've been very fortunate to have the same coach since I've been in, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. And um, like you said, I think it's it's a good move. He's he's under contract, I think, for three more years. He signed a two-year um, extension with the one he has coming up. So I think anytime you can have stability at that at that at that spot, you're in a good shape. Hey, before we let you go, oh, Land of Lakes. Okay, go no, we got to ask him about Land of oh, Lakes. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. The we Land don't, we don't get him unless we can talk about the Land that's of Lakes. Right. I put yeah. it all over my waffles and butter and yeah. all the time. Yeah, so we got a uh, an event tomorrow. It's at it's at University of Minnesota in, in the hockey arena, and we're going to do a uh, like a skills challenge, farmer's edition, and it's kind of, you know, we got a, a, a tractor tire change, we got a hay bale backup, and it's going to be fun. I think it's kind of supposed to promote modern agriculture and trying to get some more people cool. interested, and it's a free event. It's at 1 o'clock, 1 to 3, and, you know, I, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to cool. see the cow milking in 10 below weather. We that's got, what we I got a milk thing. It's like a, a milk pipe puzzle. So I don't <laughs> I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I think I think everybody should check it out. I think it's going to be oh, fun. Well, I'm going to check it out. I want to see you underneath the cow I'm doing do something. I'm going to do my best. Okay. And that, that, is, right. that is Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at University of Minnesota's Mariucci Arena. One more. Defensive coordinators, you're losing them every yeah. year. How, how much of an adjustment is that as a practical matter? Um, you know, I think the thing that's good is it's always been a promotion with uh, from within. And, right. you know, obviously Sean McDermott was the first guy to leave. And, and I, I love that guy. I think he was he's a great coach. He's a great person. Um, I was sad to see him leave. And then we got Steve Wilkes. And I was like, all right, great. We got my guy Wilkes in there. And boom, he's gone. And now Eric Washington's in there. And and he's going to be he's going to be the same way as both those guys. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's got good energy. Um, all the defensive linemen are are excited because I think they're going to think they're going to be in good rush packages on third down. So uh, we'll see what happens. Well, well Luke, thanks as always for your Absolutely. time. And next year we hope to not see you because hey, hopefully we're, we're you won't be Atlanta, available. Right? Yeah, that's right. Cool. That's right. All right, Thank buddy. You. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And that was Luke Keekley from the Panthers. That same year, the Panthers were in the Super Bowl. They played and ultimately lost to the Denver Broncos. MVP of Super Bowl Fifty, Von Miller, joined me on set. Here's my conversation taped earlier today with the great Von Miller. It's Pro Football Talk at the Super Bowl Radio Row, site of the Media Center and everything else that's happening here. And joining us now, the Super Bowl 50 MVP and more recently the Pro Bowl MVP. Yes, Were you co-MVP or MVP? Do you have to share with Delaney Walker or was it just you? I think you? it was two. I think it was two. Okay. Well, I mean, but I wouldn't mind sharing with Delaney. Who got the trophy? I think I gave us two trophies. Oh, there you it was go. two cards. Right. But oh, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sharing with Delaney. You know, we both got MVP. I Did anybody steal your helmet after the Pro Bowl? No, I made sure that I got all of my stuff. <laughs> I went through all of my stuff. I got my cleats. I got everything. I just made sure I kept everything this time. Where's the helmet from Super Bowl 50 that, that ended up uh, walking away? It's back uh, It's back in my uh, my trophy case. That's good. That was the craziest thing. You know, I didn't know my helmet was missing for a whole year after that. It was the craziest thing. Yeah, and, and it's amazing that guy apparently had sticky fingers plenty yeah, of other he had, times. He had and a lot of, yeah, he had a lot of stuff in yeah, there. So, yeah. yeah, that was dope. It was a year later until I got that I realized my helmet was gone. You got a nice helmet there with you today. What do you got here? Yeah, this is a helmet that um that they designed uh, through the Microsoft Creative Change uh, program. 
Um, Vons Vision is my foundation. We partner with uh, Creative Change um, to uh, use the service and do all kind of creative stuff. Um, fans can also do, uh, create a uh, helmet as well if you go to a Microsoft store and um, create a helmet for a chance to uh, for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 53. And your Create Change video is at surface.com mm -hmm. slash NFL. And you do great things in the community. You've been a great member of the NFL. I can't believe it's been seven years now know, right. since that you is, were drafted. That is the craziest thing. It's do you a, think about like how many years you have in, how many years you have left? Um, I, I just think about where I'm, I'm to year eight right now, and I can I can get a, another eight in. I, I feel like it. But, you know, I'm just going to take it one year at a time. Um, well, really, I got four more years on the contract, so I'm going to take it four years at a time. And then uh, whenever time's up, just reevaluate everything. Hopefully, I'll still be healthy. Hopefully, uh, my key card to the Bronco facility will still work. <laughs> well, ben McAdoo, the Giants coach, made that comment yeah, during yeah. the season. The next day, it wasn't working, yeah, so, so be careful. We're talking about key cards. Uh, I mean, if, as long as everything's good, I, I, as long as they want me back, I'll be there. Hey, you're, you're, you've been making some some news here at Radio Row. I get an alert, alert on my phone that Von Miller says we want Kirk Cousins. So I, I got to ask you about Kirk Cousins. And you've raved about Kirk Cousins after yeah. you guys played them mm -hmm. this year. What do you see in Kirk Cousins that would help the Broncos? Um, first and foremost, he's a, he's a leader. He's a, he's a, he's a great leader. Um, we've been accustomed to great leadership at the quarterback position. Um, to get Kirk Cousins in there, it'd be, it'd be great for our organization. Um, it'd be great not only for you know, the offense, but for the defense as well. Um, yeah, just getting a quarterback like that. Every, all 32 teams want a quarterback like that. You know, it's, uh, it's no different for us. And, Vaughn, that's one of the things that, that I think has been missing since Peyton Manning left. Because when you go from Peyton Manning, who really can provide yeah. leadership that pulls together the locker room, you go to a rookie, you go to a younger guy, he doesn't have that same, that same ability. You bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins with a big contract, the locker room realizes we better, we better come together around this guy. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it also creates a, a sense of urgency. You know, when you get a quarterback like that, you know that you can win right now. And you want to take advantage of that moment. You want to take advantage of having a franchise quarterback. You want to take advantage of being dominant. And um, that's, that's, really, I, that's really what I want to do so bad. <laughs> and the Broncos have not had many down years. They've been one of the better franchises mm -hmm. from the standpoint of at least being at 500. There haven't been two straight losing seasons for the Broncos since 1971-1972. What do you think happened this past year now you've had a chance to reflect on it? I mean, whenever you go 5-11, and 11, a little bit of everything happens. And, um, you know, I can start with myself first. Ten sacks is just not... It's not enough for a guy like me. Um, for the type of player that I, that I can be and the type of player that I want to be, you know, 10 sacks is just not enough, especially two forced fumbles as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm accustomed to creating plays for my teammates, creating a short side of uh, the field for the offense, and I just wasn't able to do that enough. So I can start with me first. This is the things that I can fix immediately, and um, that's what I can do to help my teams. I can be better on the football field. And, and also, we have all type of, you know, problems all across the board, but the one that I can fix is, is the one with me first. Was the coaching change a factor that a yeah, yeah, new defensive coordinator, even though he'd been with the team before, Vance Joseph comes in as the head coach, did that kind of make it harder to keep things moving the way they'd been? Um, you know, I, we won the Super Bowl fresh off with a, with a fresh new coach. So um, I wouldn't say that it was uh, it was a coaching change. I will say Coach VJ is a great coach for us. Um, I love uh, Coach VJ's style and everything that he stands for. And um, the players just rally around that as well. Um, but like I said, you know, whenever you have a 5-11 uh, a and 11 season, a little bit of everything is, is going wrong. And um, that's exactly what happened this last season. What's the pitch to get Kirk Cousins to come to Denver? Uh... I mean, we're we're a winning organization. We're a winning franchise, and um, history has history has shown that we have a lead defense. We have a lead defense right now. Um, we have great leadership right now. Um, have we have been, we're consistent with winning? You know, some teams are winning right now, but 
history shows that you know it's it's just not consistent. And we have a consistent um, winning organization, um, and it's the Rockies, and we have the best fans in the, in the National Football League. And you know why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? You know, and then plus he'd be in the locker room with a guy like there me. There we go. He'd be, he'd be in the locker just room. Just don't steal like your me. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> now T.J. Ward was cut late last year before the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I think some guys weren't real thrilled about that. Surprised by it happening. Now the noise is already starting that Akeem Talib may not be back. Your your thoughts on the possibility of Talib moving on? Um. I, I would love to keep, you know, Key back. That's that's my brother. Um, he is uh, really the uh, the attitude of the defense in the locker room as well. And um, you know, when you got a fearless guy on defense, it just steps. It, it helps everybody step up their level of play. So um, you know, not having a key to leave uh, back would be. I, I can't even imagine it, but. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's been worse things happened in the National Football League. Now, you guys played the Eagles this year, and, and you know, they, they, they were a good team. They've mm-hmm. been a good team with Carson Wentz, without Carson Wentz. What, what stands out to you from that game that you had against them in Philadelphia? Um, uh, they were able to do uh, everything extremely well. I mean, and, uh, Carson Wentz is an elite quarterback early in his career. Um, they were able to run the ball effectively. And their defense, they had, they had the best defense in the league this last season. And um, I think that would be the difference maker for a uh, Philadelphia win. If Fletcher Cox can have the game that we all know he can have, if Brandon, Graham, if Brandon Graham can get off and, you know, affect the quarterback, that's where the game will be won and lost right there. You know, one of the issues I think that's being overlooked in this Super Bowl, the experience factor for the Patriots, Tom Brady, eighth time for him to go through this entire week and that game. Mm-hmm. How, how different is the Super Bowl game than a normal regular season game? Um, it's uh, it's just a lot more eyes. You know, when the game starts, the field is still 100 yards. Um, you know, you still you still get four downs. And I think the team that is able to focus on that will uh, come out with the win. Um, it's, it's not always about, you know, experience or this and that. It's about that day. It's about the dog who shows up to play that day. And, um, you know, the Patriots showed up late last year. They were able to come back and win it. You know, this year be a whole lot different. And, Vaughn, how did you guys deal with the longer halftime? Because it more than doubles for the Super Bowl. I didn't even really notice it. You know, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, I think you're so pumped and you're so, you're so excited to be in the Super Bowl. And then we went, into the, we went into the half winning. So, you know, with that type of momentum, you really don't even notice it. You just uh, continue to play. What do you think about John Gruden coming back to coach the Raiders? You got to deal with him twice a year yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. He just told me. Like two weeks before he uh, ended the job, Vaughn, I love you, man. This and that, you know, you're the one of the greatest players. I wonder if he still has the same opinion, you know, when we <laughs> when we play him. But uh, you know, he's just he's just doing his job, and you know, it's about time to get uh, John Gruden back in the sport. I think him back in the sport is uh, great for the game. Do, do you hope that Tom Brady would retire, win the Super Bowl, and just walk away, and just just don't have to worry nah, about him man, anymore? Nah, man. You know, um, as much as as much as you as much as guys want to hate on Tom Brady and you know say this and say that and just spread negativity about him, check the stats. You know, um, do your research on the guy. He's, he's truly the GOAT. He's been doing it a very long time. He's battled through injury. He's battled through adversity. He's done everything you could possibly do to be the GOAT. And um, it's about time for guys to start respecting that. And he provides that element that you're looking for in Denver. 
what you had with Peyton Manning, what you could have with Kirk Cousins, and there aren't many guys out there who can do that. And mm-hmm. if the Broncos get that presence, then sky's the limit. Maybe back to Super Bowl 53, 54, 55. I would love it. That'd be that'd be incredible. Well, Vaughn, thanks again for some of your time. Congratulations on all your success. Look forward to talking again down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Vaughn Miller and Luke Keekley, Alvin Kamara, and Deshaun Watson. An interview-only edition of the PFTPM podcast. Look for another one of these tomorrow when we're scheduled to have eight interviews here at Radio Row. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk again on Thursday. You can find the PFTPM podcast on Art19, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, and you will, subscribe for automatic downloads. Leave a rating and review. That'll help new listeners find our show and push us up the charts. Search PFTPM for your evening update from Pro Football Talk. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.